Welcome to the Loving Life Mindsets Podcast with me, Melissa Unger. I share science, methods, and personal stories to help women who are on a journey to have the healthiest mindsets that they can possibly have. So don't wait any longer. It is time for you to start loving your life. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is episode number 14, and I appreciate every single one of you. If you have gotten any value from any of my podcasts, I just invite you to go ahead and leave me a rating and a review. I love reading them. I'm getting some great ideas for what you all want to hear. Just uh, subscribe. That way you will never miss another episode. On today's episode, I thought that we would talk about well-being. There's so many different things that you can add to your day to just give you a little bit more of an oomph, a little bit more of pep in your step, let's say. You can do little things that totally turn your day around. And how many of us need that, honestly? I say me. So let's dive into it. So I was thinking this week a little bit about connections, how we connect to others, how others connect to us, the feeling of disconnect when we're not really feeling that dopamine or not really, I don't know, not really getting the feedback that we're looking for. Thinking about like with our significant others, sometimes things are just a little bit off. You normally can have a great relationship, but once in a while, there's just a little something that you just can't quite put your finger on. And you just wonder, why is this off? We're not connecting. And basically, you may not be getting a connection feeling, but they might be. You know, it's really interesting how that works. A lot of times you can tell that other person, I don't really feel like we're connecting. I feel like just something's off. And they'll look at you and go, what? Why? Where did this come from? They don't have any clue what you're talking about. That has happened to me quite a few times. I think a lot of it happens to be because I may be a little more sensitive. I just pick up on things, just the vibe. If I feel like there's a little edginess or something like that, then I'm doing better. But there was a time where I would think, oh, what did I do? What's wrong? And now I realize more and more that it's basically, it doesn't really have anything to do with me if I can't think of anything that I've actually done, but it is good to check in and not to be annoying. Like every little time something's off, sit there going, well, what's the matter? Are you mad at me? What's wrong? That just breeds irritation, right? It's like if you're in a good mood, but maybe you're thinking about something and somebody comes up to you and says, what's wrong? Are you in a bad mood? And you're like, Mm, no, I'm not, or I wasn't, but now I'm kind of irritated. It's kind of along those lines. It's just good to check in once in a while, make sure everything's okay. And if you're feeling like there's a lot of disconnection, having those conversations to just question it and to put it in terms like, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. Not the way where you're pointing fingers going, well, you're making me feel like this because that's just going to put somebody on edge. That's going to get their, you know, their back up against the wall and they're going to get offended and you're not going to have a good productive conversation with that. There's things that you can do 
you know, if you're feeling disconnected with somebody, there's nothing wrong with having that conversation and letting them know that, hey, I have some needs that I feel are important. That's what I call taking up space. That's being confident with what you need and who you are. You know, and hopefully you're in a relationship or whoever it is that you're going to be talking to. They are not somebody that you're afraid to bring things up with. I hope that's not the case. I hope it's somebody that really wants the best for you and doesn't intend to do anything that would make you feel bad. That's when the lines of communication are open and so much easier to discuss things with and come up with solutions. Some of those solutions can be something as simple as just making eye contact. I learned recently that there is a difference between the way that females talk to each other and males talk to each other. Dates back to way back when, when the males basically had to have their backs against a wall and look out. And what they were doing is they were the protectors. And so they were looking for anything that could come in and harm them. The women, they talk face to face. Guys, they tend to talk, and you'll see this if you're out at a game or you're anywhere and you see a bunch of guys standing around, they rarely will talk face to face. It's usually, you know, shoulder to shoulder and they're talking and then kind of jabbing each other. They don't realize that females need that face to face contact. That's when we feel we're being listened to. There's so many times I'll be talking to my husband and there's a game on and He's watching the game and I'm trying to tell him something and he's not looking at me. And so after a little bit, I'll go, okay, what did I just say? And he actually did listen, but I did not think he did because I didn't get that body language. I didn't get that recognition, you know, that looking me in the eye, nodding of the head, you know, saying, okay, got it. He'll repeat back what I said and I'll be like, oh, okay, you did listen. Even though I understand that, it does not negate the need for the communication that I'm seeking, the body language that I'm seeking to feel validated and feel that connection. Instead of keeping that to myself, I have to communicate that. I have to say, babe, this is what I need in order for me to feel that connection. I have to communicate to him and just say, hey, if you can just turn my direction, look me in the eyes for a few seconds, acknowledge that's what I need personally when I'm trying to sell him something. And then I have to be open so that way he is aware because so often others are not aware of what our needs are. And if we don't communicate it, we can't really blame them for not being aware. That brings me to a question. Are you a good communicator? Do you have an issue with verbalizing your needs, with saying in a way where you're not accusing, but just saying, hey, This is what I need and this is why. We know what we're feeling, but we don't know how to put it into words. You know me, I'm a big advocate for writing things down. Write down what you need. Write down different ways that you could ask it because there's sometimes we don't know really what to say or it comes out wrong. It's okay to write things down, figure it out, practice it. It's just another way of showing a love language to your partner and for yourself. Being able to communicate is a huge love language. Being able to state your needs is a huge love language. These are things that are often overlooked. I've gone over this in previous podcasts about taking up that space. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay to voice your needs. Don't forget that. I never advocate for being rude or being hostile because there's so much of that in the world already. We really don't need any more. 
there are civil ways to communicate where you're both connecting, where you're both getting something out of it, and you can walk away feeling so fulfilled. Another way to help with connection issues is to take time for yourself. Take the time that you need in order to kind of fill up your cup and be the person that you need to be for your family. We have so many demands on us between work, family, social pressures, everything. You have to take some time out for yourself. Otherwise, you'll find yourself so run down that you'll be snappy that you won't have the patience to communicate, you won't care. Oftentimes, we hurt the ones that we're closest to. And that ends up just kind of making this full circle of biting us in the butt. We need to treat those who know us best, kindest. We need to show them how much we appreciate them and love them. The best way that you can do that is not letting yourself get run down and being able to communicate. So those are two things. Take time out for yourself. It can be five minutes. It doesn't have to be hours if you honestly do not have hours. A few minutes is all it takes. And it can be in the form of reading a book, listening to music, getting outside and just enjoying nature. It could be watching cat videos, whatever you need to do to totally disconnect and get centered again. Focus back on yourself and what you're needing to do for your busy days and for those that are needing you. Other ways to connect are spending time doing fun things. Maybe getting some board games out, having a family night once a week or something where you can play games and just kind of cut loose and have a good time. If there's any fun activities in your area, go do something different, experience something different. If you can take different classes, maybe a dance class, maybe a cooking class, a painting class, something that's just different that you can do to kind of break the monotony that will not only invigorate you, but it will also help you to connect. It'll help you to have memories that you're sharing and can talk about years down the road. Not to mention learning a new skill and possibly finding something that you're good at. I mean, how fun is that? I love when I stumble upon something and go, oh, I never knew I would be good at this. And you find out you are. So never negate anything fun. Just be creative and indulge. One thing that I am going to start putting into practice, I learned something really cool about grounding or earthing. Basically, you are connected to the ground. You have your shoes off, you're barefoot, you're walking on grass, you're walking on the ground, and you just connect with the ground for 30 plus minutes a day. Any amount of time is good, but if you can do 30 minutes, fabulous. I've learned that what happens is that our body is an electric energy being, and so is the earth. When we are connected to the earth, everything that causes inflammation and difficulties, things that we're dealing with, by connecting to the earth, we can get all of that put back into balance. From what I read, you can even do that on cement, but preferably ground Get on some ground, go to the park, walk around, take your shoes off, 
and just let your body soak in all the good energy from the earth. It does so much good for you. It balances all the things out that, like I said, that causes inflammation. It balances your mood. It balances so much out. Why not take your significant other or someone that you're close with and go do that? 30 minutes, a few times a week, if you can't go every day, go enjoy that and breathe in the fresh air. Touch as much ground as you can. If you sit down, let your feet and your hands touch it. And whatever amount of time that you can do that is going to benefit you. There have been people that are healed from inflammation issues. And not only their inflammation issues are better, but they're better mentally and emotionally as well. It's just good for you. And that came about from thinking about time before 1960 when everybody had like leather shoes and there were wooden floors inside the houses. We didn't have all the plastics and the rubbers and things like that until 1960. Basically, when kids got out of school, they put their shoes away and they were barefoot all the time. There were a lot less health problems. There were a lot less emotional and mental illness problems. It was just a phenomenal time. And if you can kind of get back in the time capsule and look at all of that and see where we've come from. In 1960 is when they developed plastics. And from then, they started putting them on our shoes. They started putting the shag green carpet in everybody's houses. Everybody could afford carpet. And that ended up nullifying that positive energy charge from the earth. And now people are stuck indoors all the time. You hardly ever see people outside walking barefoot. And it's so good for us. For more information on that, you can look up earthing with Clint Ober. I listened to a podcast with him and Lewis Howes the other day. It was just fascinating. I had no idea. And I'm a 1969 model and I did spend time barefoot but not a lot of time. So now I'm reversing that and I did a little experiment yesterday. I went out and I sat down on my grass and I had my hands, my legs, and my feet touching the ground for 30 minutes while I did this exercise of total gratitude because Another thing I found that helps me connect better as well is when I can take time and just think of everything that I appreciate, everything that I am so grateful for, the little things on up with the big things, not only does it cleanse you, but it also ignites your immune system boosters and your stem cells. And so you're doing so much good when you are just appreciative of everything. And when you tie that in with touching the earth and being out there just filling up with the earth's energy and canceling out all of the things that cause your inflammation and pain and issues, I mean, gosh, you're going to have nothing but a great day. And you're going to be able just to connect so much better with those around you. Pretty soon you crave it. And it's really interesting because I felt this craving to be outside and walking around without shoes. And I didn't know why. And now twice within the week, I have heard something about grounding or earthing. It's really interesting how all of that works. So if you keep your positive vibes positive, those types of good things are just going to be rolling to you. Well, back to my experiment. I noticed two things. Not only did I feel better and I felt energized, but I also was just calmer on the inside. And when I came in and was talking to my husband, it was just such a more energized conversation. I just felt good. You know, and how many of us just want to feel good? 
it seems like for a lot of people, it's rare just to feel good. We have so much happening and so many feelings coming in. And honestly, I don't know how many of us really know how to process the heavy feelings. So that ends up throwing you into like this victim mentality, like poor me. Oh no, it always happens to me. I feel like if we could be in touch with our feelings, but also be more in touch with being able to process them and understand like, okay, I'm feeling this way today. It could be hormonal issue. It could be just a little tiny disconnection that I'm having with somebody and figure it out and then turn it around, you know, so you're not in that place for very long. You're not consumed with that thought. Pretty soon we get so consumed in our own thoughts that we can't see outside of that. And then we start getting anxiety. We start feeling depressed. All of these different things start rolling in. And then we're sitting there telling people, man, I'm just a hot mess. And we don't need to be. And of course, I am not speaking about people who have deep trauma, who had childhood things that happened to them, who just suffer from depression and anxiety. I'm not speaking to that. I'm just talking about if you're having just a down day once in a while, or you just have a few things that are not going right, and how getting in that right mindset can help you not stay in that place. I was trying to find a term this week for how my attitude is, because I lived for so long in such a dark, scary place that now I never ever want to experience those feelings again. So I was looking for a term for that because of the fact that whenever I do start feeling down, if it lasts for any longer than an hour, I would say an hour or two hours, I start really digging in and doing everything that I can to get out of it because I I just cannot stand the thought of being in that dark place again. It brings back too many of those bad memories, those bad feelings, and I don't ever want to waste another second in that spot. I feel like that's a pretty healthy way to be. Asking my daughter who's a therapist about it, she brought up a lot of good points with that. Sometimes you just don't want to face reality, you know, or you're not able to process the bad feelings, and sometimes you'll need therapy for that. But I don't really feel like I identify with that. All I know is I do not want to live in a dark place. And if I can be helpful and shed light to others as much as I can, then that's what I want to do. All of that turns around and helps me to connect better with those around me. And being a women's coach, I have to be able to connect with my client. I have to be able to feel what she's feeling so I can really dive in and help her understand why she's feeling those things, but also to help her see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There are different perspectives. And through that, that helps me to connect better with my spouse, with my kids, with my friends, because of the fact that I'm more grounded and can see other sides besides just my own. And that's pretty much what it means to connect is to see the other side of things, not necessarily just to think about your side all the time and what you're feeling and what you're wanting, but to be able to keep that in perspective, but also be able to see the other person's side of things too. show that understanding to them. We don't need a ton of advice or solutions thrown at us. We just need to know that somebody understands a lot of times in coaching Once I give that to one of my clients, they feel so validated and all of a sudden it's like the floodgates open and they are able to come up with creative solutions to help them with their own perspective. For me, that is so fulfilling to see that light bulb come on. 
It's so exciting. But when it comes to connecting between men and women, I implore you to learn the differences of how each other communicates, how each other feels fulfilled, what each other needs. You may not always understand each other or how you think because we do think so differently. But if you can get just a little glimpse or at least understand what empowers that other person, then every time that you come together and you discuss things, you can leave feeling fulfilled. They say if you have three to five seconds of eye contact, that boosts your dopamine. If you can hold hands or hug for seven seconds, you get that dopamine rush. And those little hits of dopamine is what keeps us feeling fulfilled, what keeps us feeling connected. Like, oh wow, that was meaningful. I feel validated. You made me feel so good. If you can make a point of every time that you're communicating with somebody, just doing those little things, basically just showing them that you are all in. You are paying attention to what they say. You're not distracted. That makes them feel validated and that in turn will have them doing the same thing for you. And if they don't, that's when communication comes in. So your homework for this week is to see how many dopamine hits that you can give your significant other or those around you, your kids, getting down on their level and talking to them, putting your phone away and totally being into what they're doing. That gives them validation and that dopamine hit for themselves. Not to mention makes a great memory, but also rev up your communication skills rev up your connection skills, that will be a huge turning point in your relationships. It can be spouse, kids, parents, friends, coworkers, boss, whoever is in your life. You can do this with anybody. So try it for a week, see if there's any differences being made, and just play with it. Just have fun with it. There are so many ways that we can make the ripple in our pond go so far. And it can be something that is so simple as a touch on the hand, eye contact, a seven second hug, getting down on somebody's level, looking them in the eye, putting our phones away, putting distractions away, and just focusing on them. It's amazing what that will do. We're in a world now where we have very little contact because of everything going on. But if you can start making that contact again, even on Zooms, whatever you can do to make that other person feel like you are really connecting with them, that is just going to make your world and our world a better place. I hope you get some value out of this. I hope you enjoy it. Again, leave me a rating and review and we will talk to you next Tuesday. (laughs) Hey. Wait, is it seriously legal to have this much fun?